Welcome to another episode of Sawdust Nation Podcast, episode 56, with MPG Creations, Nick, Yo. myself, Josh, from North Country Woodworking. And now let's lead into our sponsors. That's right. Nick from NPG here, and I use Rust Ease Medicated Bumper <laughs> Ointment, new rear end formula. There's nothing soothes a rusty bumper like Rust Ease. Wow. Look at that shine. And you too can look like me. Ka chow. No, that was, a, that was a joke. That was from cars anyway we want to thank total boat for being our faithful sponsor check them out www.totalboat.com or look them up on the big ig at total boat they have plenty of epoxy for all your needs as well as pigments and wood fillers and varnishes such as their halcyon lineup so give them a look see and tell them nick sent you and if you need a promo code to save some moolah on that purchase Go ahead and hit me or Josh up in the DMs, and we'll send one your way. And last but not least, let's thank JTEC Photonics for their uh, support. Um, JTEC Photonics is uh, on the cutting edge of diode lasers. Um, they are located here in Texas, so they're an American company bringing beautiful lasers to you, the consumer. Give them a look-see at www.jtechphotonics.com. But with that being said, Nick, what you got going on in your shop, man? I'm just playing. Josh, what's going on, man? Are we going to do this all in the third person? <laughs> well, Josh had an oh, amazing week. No. Um, so let's see. In the shop. Well, after uh, vacation, I come back in the shop and I start knocking some stuff out that I needed to complete when I obviously got back. You so I did the American. Me. You complete. Oh, me. thank you. That. <sighs> Uh, well, how do you follow that? You follow that with a project. Uh, no, we the need British to start American to play the, flag quite right. Playing that that uh, theme song from uh, Titanic. <laughs> okay, go ahead. You start singing it, and then we'll <laughs> go and ahead. then we'll get canceled. Any, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, and that's it. That was the last episode for Sawdust Nation podcast. But uh, no, uh, I just posted today uh, the British American flag joined up. Coin rack. Uh, so that was a unique one. I did some different stuff on there. If you don't know what I'm referring to, on the actual rack itself, I did a uh, carve. So um, I did the initial carve of the American flag in the British and then a uh, place for the racks. And then I took the racks that were going to go in the slots and, you know, I did the Z axis on the top of those and carved right on top of them so that they would match up with what was beneath them. So when you're looking at it straight on, um, you know, you see the American flag and the British flag with American flag. It's at the heart because it's just stripes usually. And you can, you know, one slat is going to be a color and that's it. But uh, with the British flag, I couldn't really do that. And I wanted to give them all the rack for their buck and, uh, you know, carved it up. <laughs> so, so I find it hard to make the uh, coin racks on the British flag because they have slanted lines and the coins just roll off. Oh, yeah, you gotta put stoppers <laughs> there, man. No, uh, yeah, it, it was one of those things where, like, initially when they asked for, it, I'm like, yeah, no problem. And then I started thinking about it. And I'm like, well, I really have to kind of plan this out. So, uh, you know, I had everything set up. I pushed uh, go on the CNC and it did its thing. And uh, it wasn't glued down. The racks weren't. They were just pressure fitted. 
And I was waiting for like one to tip over or like the bit to grab it the wrong way or just something bad to happen. And, you know, I watched it the entire time. I think it was like a seven minute carve and um, nothing. And I was truly amazed. So I was pretty happy of how that came out. The client just actually commented on my Facebook page uh, how her airman loved it. So, you know, a win-win there. I've been working on the wine cabinet finally. It's been months of that. And uh, it's going along pretty good. Um, I'm having a little trouble like b- building it for the purposes. I'm six one. The cabinet is about five feet and it, uh, I'll post a picture. I'll show you Nick later about what it looks like. And there's going to be a place for like a light. There's going to be a place for like a, almost like it's table and whatnot. And, uh, it just seems really small, like a very small cabinet to have, you know, a light fixture in there and then like a, a tabletop and some of the details. Because when I look at this cabinet, I would be looking on the top of it. I can't even see inside it. I would have to bend over to look at it. But uh, that's how the customer wants it. But I mean, like, I don't know. I just, the proportions don't seem right for the size they want it. So it's been kind of difficult build for so me. So they gave you the specs for everything and told you the height and stuff? The width? Yeah, they're like, this is the size, the width, the height, the depth. And they're like, we want it th- like this. Here's the picture. Do it just like this. So, okay. And question about that. So you obviously suggested to them, hey, something's not right here. It's going to be aesthetically off or mechanically off or uh, you're not going to be able to see certain aspects of this if I do it this way, right? And so like, if you're not a short person yeah. by nature, this might not be operational for you. So did they tell you like... It is what it is. We're, we want it this way. Yeah, it's pretty much how it went. It was like, hey, you know. Shut this, up and these color. Are the di- <laughs> these are the dimensions that, you know, we saw, we like, and uh, built those specs. And I'm sitting there like, like I, I, it just doesn't make sense to me. But, hey, you know what? I'm going to build it the way they want it, and maybe it's going to work. They have a plan that I don't, you know, understand. Um, maybe they're really short. I just one of those things where it's, you just got to do what you got to do. At the end of the day, at least you try to advise them correctly. Like, yeah. And then if they, excuse me, they have a problem with the final product because it's not what they thought it was going to be. It's like, look, man, <laughs> let's tell you. It just doesn't. That's it like, doesn't make sense to me. That's like I want. I want you to make me a uh, a cutting board out of pine. Like, no. Oh, that's gonna. That's still gonna happen. I am totally. I'm saving my scrap cutoffs for my two by fours when but I use no them. No epoxy on top. And I'm sending just, you that. Just straight up, no. like soft pine, with Odie's on it, <laughs> with the staple still in and the labels and yeah. everything. No, I mean, like I, I kind of at some point, some things I refuse to do, just because it's I don't want my name on anywhere near that. You know, I have to do this project. Yeah. I, I've been. I told them that I would fit it in when I got a good amount of time. And, um, I'll have it the time now and I, you know, it was a promise, so I got to keep it, but, uh, I'll complete it. I'll get it out of the shop. I'm hoping to do most of it this week. Hey, you know it's what just you should do? Hard to do. Josh, yeah. you know what you should do, do What's up? is, uh, fit it in when you have time and knock it out most of it this week. You know, that sounds like a good plan. I'm glad that we have you on today. That's Nick from MPG Creations, everybody. You can find him Bright at idea. Instagram, Etsy. This has been another another episode of Bright Ideas by MPG <laughs> Creations. <laughs> yeah, man. It's it, another thing is like coming off of like a nonstop movement from a vacation 
And then like my son's birthday, birthday party, a weekend with family. It's been kind of hard to get the motivation back uh, to even do shop stuff um, around the house things, anything, because we're pretty much exhausted at this point. Um, so I've been doing a little projects to try to get that, uh, the juices flowing, if you will. And, uh, I did that rack for my chisels. I got that up. Uh, it's magnetic. Oh, so you got time to do a chisel rack, but you don't got time to do a wine rack. I see what you're talking I see how you're saying. Yeah. Well, you, you ever have issues where you're in there trying to finish a project and you're just, you just can't do it. Like every time you try to do something, you either mess it up or, oh, so man, I try to yeah. do those. Bang your do a small project. Banging your head yeah. up against the wall because you keep getting the same result and it's failure for something, or uh, yep. or you just have a lack of motivation. Yeah, and that's that's when I take a moment to do something small in the shop because that improvement usually gets you know me going enough to take a step back, stop thinking about the problem, and then reattack. So that's that's what I did. To be honest so. with you, you know what helps me is is buying something, <laughs> but. It'll rekindle my... That does too? It gets expensive though. <laughs> Very. But the thing is, is, I'm running out of things to buy. And like uh, between the trip, the birthday party and everything else, um, I'm trying to pad my padding that I had before all that. So okay. um, I'm trying to save a little bit right now for uh, down the road for some other stuff. But uh, yeah, so, you know, I, I did something simple. I, I went back to my French cleat wall. I looked at what was there. I was like, oh my God, what was I thinking? And uh, my new chisels, I threw them up on a magnetic uh, board of walnut and uh, hung them up. And then I did the same with some other stuff. And, um, you know, it's looking pretty good on there now. I just, you know, sometime when uh, I have another. Did you post pictures of it yet or no? I did with the chisels. I have not with the rest. Um other stuff was kind of simple. I mean, most of it, I just threw in the CNC. I designed it with the CNC, carve it out. It's, it's simple stuff. It, nothing, you know, cosmic. But, uh, you know, it just kind of gave uh, the shop a kind of facelift a little bit. Uh, I will be doing the actual French cleats are on the wall because when I cut those, I did that with my skill saw. And I'm pretty sure the fence was not straight at all. Okay. And, uh, yeah, they need to be done sometime in the future. But... Um, so, I mean, like, I haven't, I don't have much going on in the shop. I have those projects and, uh, that's about it. But, uh, yeah, I just have a little tiny motivation issue this, uh, this week, but that wraps it up for me, man. Um, what's going on in the shop for you? I know you have to be busy cause you have some major project coming up. Yeah. It's actually uh, fun. It was it's supposed to be funding is supposed to be procured tomorrow for the, Ooh, the major, the major project, but, um, that uh, Master Sergeant Chevron Shadow Box I did for yeah. one of the Master Sergeants at Fort Dix, who's retiring. I shipped that last, like, three or four days ago. And she sh- the, the recipient should be getting it, like, today, I think. It's a gorgeous, I mean, I hate to be, you know, brag on my own work, but I was like, wow, that's really pretty after it was done. Uh, it's just uh, walnut stripes. And uh, the background, like the chevron face, is um, is uh, uh, cherry wood. And uh, if you look, there's LED lights inside of it, and mm-hmm. it flickers. And you, or you could make it a steady. I don't know. I've made the same box before, but this one's more a more refined version. That was a big win that I got that complete with that chevron box that you just completed. Did you put ABUs in it in the background? I did ABUs. 
BDUs and OCPs. Uh, with the light was kind of hard to see, but uh, it looked good, man. It looked really good. That was a pr- that was a whole ordeal. And what was it? What, what was your last comment about that, Josh? I'm sorry, I kind of spaced out there for a second. Oh no, you had your son in the background. Um, it, it just it looked really good. Uh, I love the look of it. I love how you put the uniforms in there. Um, in memory, I don't remember seeing the multiple different uniforms. I remember seeing a BDU pattern or ABU pattern, excuse me. Um, Air Force has changed. Yeah, uniforms. well, so the way I did it so was, much. I did yeah. it representing the the lineage of the the uniforms that that member wore. So. BDU mm-hmm. was on the left at the beginning, and then I put okay. ABU, and then at the end was OCP. So OCP is your multicam for those of you who don't know. I didn't like how the back turned out, the backer t- turned out, just because it's not felt and it doesn't stretch like felt. It was actual uniform pieces, but yeah. I think in the end it was acceptable and it, it looked it looked nice. If I had to go back and do it again, I would, I don't know. I, I wouldn't want, if I had the option, I wouldn't want to use actual uniforms for the backer. But anyway, I finished that up. That's gone. I finished up the uh, weapons and tactics school, uh, the class flag, their legacy project. Mm-hmm. That is being wrapped up as we speak in bubble wrap and packaged to being sent to Fort Bliss. I finished the other walnut and curly maple flag. It was for an OSI agent who won't be the agent retired and will be, P- I guess, PCSing, but moving to San Antonio as a retiree here in about 10 days. So that's just sitting waiting, wow. waiting for them to pick it up. I finished another American flag coin rack I made out of scrap wood. So I, I kind of saw something I wanted on Facebook Market and I noticed that the person selling it was a uh, military member or at least a dependent. So I was like, hey, you have any use for a coin rack or a flag or anything? Because I'll trade with you. And they were like, well, we'll st- you know, I'll let you know. And they let me know. And they're like, hey, yeah, we're looking for like a flag for retirement, um, mm-hmm. potentially a coin rack. What can you provide? I'm like, well, what do you want? Because I can make whatever you want. You know, I'm not going <laughs> to. Yeah. <laughs> this is like the beauty of it. You know, like I know how much that thing is worth. And then I'll, I will, you know, put that much work towards that. And then anything else you over, over that you pay me. So I got it right here. I'll pull it over. Wow. Boom. My new Yeti nice. cooler, man. Brand new cooler I got from these guys. It was a good deal. Scrap wood Yeti cooler. You tell me. Yeah. I mean, like that's the, th- that when you start working with, uh, cause you know, in the beginning, a lot of us work with pine, we have all the scrap wood. Well, most of it you end up burning or getting rid of. But when you start working with refined hardwood, like, you know, maple, walnut, stuff like that, you start looking around and you can make a lot of stuff. You can make cumboards, charcuterie boards. Like I made those holders for my tools and it makes it look really nice, especially a little pop of Odie's. But yeah, man, that sounds like a great deal. Never. I never like get rid of any scrap wood unless it's like too small to do anything with except maybe mm-hmm. toothpicks. <laughs> And the, so you got Paduke toothpicks. Yeah, that's right. Paduke toothpicks. <laughs> I did some tumblers this week too. Every day I wake up, I have a couple more orders with, with tumblers. So I'm not complaining. It's just, uh, it's, it's nice, man. You know, I bought that bulk order of, uh, tumblers from Arctic and, uh, I'm going through them fairly quickly. So it's good. Nice. And so with my price point, it, depending on what it is, if it's like a double sided tumbler and I have to print like two large things, 
one on one side, one mm-hmm. on the other, then it's more expensive. But if it's like one logo or decal on one side, it's usually about seven or eight bucks cheaper just because it takes more time to do two sides. Yeah. Relatively speaking, if I was using a diode laser, I would be there overnight waiting waiting on it to do that. But So do you think your laser has paid for itself yet? Uh, after this next job, well, it'll be completely paid for. I mean, it's already been paid for, but uh, the money that I spent on it would have been made back after this next job I'm doing for with NAPS. There you go. But so I went and ordered uh, some Orca abrasives pads, the durable hook and loop flexible white pads. Got a 10 pack of them. And the only reason I bought them, let me tell you something. The only reason I bought them is I had been doing a lot of Odie's oil lately. I've been putting a lot of Odie's oil on my projects. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying like oversaturating them. I'm just saying I've been doing a lot of projects that require an oil and I have the time to let it cure before the customer picks it up. So why not? It's beautiful, right? That reminds me, I've got that that foot locker I got to finish flocking. <laughs> I picked up 10 of those white white pads for the buffing of mm-hmm. the uh, the Odie's oil from Orca Abrasives. It's available on their website. I don't know how much I I think I paid $18 ship it, with shipping included. Those things are so money, it's ridiculous. You can use that pad I used one pad for four projects before it finally uh, started coming apart. And when it, you'll know when it starts coming apart, it turns into like little fibers and strings and stuff like that. It won't scratch the project. It's just, you know, it just starts unraveling, I guess you could say. If you're using it on a flat surface, you could probably even continue to use it then. If you use it on uneven stuff or like something where the fibers can get caught or anything like that, then you want a new pad, but. Um, I have an old pad that has been falling apart that I've been using and it's, I only use it for like a flat surface area with no, nothing crazy on it and it still works just fine. Yeah. So Lawrence over at Orca abrasives, you, you got something right, man. That's, I mean, your sandpaper is amazing too, but holy cow, dude, I'm never, I'm never using any oil ever again without those buffing pads. And it leaves such a nice finish. It doesn't, it's not like it's uneven and, and like stacked up in one spot. Like, you know, you would do with a rag. It's just Mm -hmm. so clean when you're done and you don't even have to like, you know how like you're doing a rag, you got to touch every surface and you got to touch it evenly. And this way you get a nice coat on there. Nah, you could just like slather that Odie's oil on that project and just run the pad over it with your sander. that's attached to your sander. And it'll even it out for you. It'll buff it in there. Mm-hmm. Less work, less mess, less fuss. You gotta love it. No must, no fuss, no coconuts, right? Amen. Have you ever used another uh, pad like that before? Uh, I used a chamois pad when I was buffing my boat, but that's pretty much it. Not man. the same. Um, well, I have. I actually uh, I went on Amazon before I knew about Orca. And I ordered a couple products off of there and I tried it and it worked. It, it was okay, but it wasn't, I could do so much better with other product or product. And uh, when I actually got the sample pack we did from Orca and I had some of those pads in there and I tried that, it was a game changer. Uh, I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to talk to how well their product is compared to other ones, but you when you actually it, yeah. use it, yeah, you, when you actually use it, you'll know right away. Like, you know, you said it perfectly. Like you put some product down, 
you put the pad down on with your sander and you can spread it out on your surface. It doesn't take much oil. It spreads it perfectly. It buffs it at almost at the same time. And it's just, it's time is money. And money. with that pad, yeah, it's worth the $18 for what? 10, 10. It's yeah. So I think you can get a five a pack for like nine bucks or 10 bucks or something like that too. We're not like sponsored by Orca. Orca is an affiliate of ours. However, yeah. comma, uh, if you're putting oil on things like Odie's oil or real thick oils on things, you want to, you want to at least give it a shot and try, uh, try out those Orca pads. They're, they're cheap. They're easy to use. And you know, you could get a, a lot of use out of them. So yeah, you nailed it, man. That's what she said. Anyhow. Um, but other than that, in my shop, my shop's a damn mess. Excuse me. My shop's a darn mess right now. Wash your language. I know. So my, I just, so I hate when this happens. I just emptied my dust collector bag, not even like two weeks ago. And I've been jobbing so hard that that thing is darn full again, like to the point where my dust collector is not, there's no CFM anymore. I, I have to actually just take it and empty the darn bag. I have a floor, floor uh, portable one that I'm using. Until I get Delta, my right? upgraded one, but it's so annoying. I wish I could just, I want to pay a neighborhood kid to come over and do that because it's just a pain in the butt. Like, Hey kid, here's 10 bucks. Go empty this, this, this sawdust into a trash bag. So I don't have to sneeze for the rest of the day. Yeah, man. It, so when I do that, I empty my, uh, all my vacuums and extractors at the same time. I go through the entire shop, pretty much get rid of any kind of dust collection I have. And like, it sucks. Well, yeah, but like at the same time though, I can't do that with my festival bags. If they're not full, I'm not changing it because they're so expensive, you know. Yeah, true. So I'll I'll let them I'll let them fill up a little more until you start to notice a little CFM loss, and then I'll I'll throw them out and change out the bags. But so if you want a job, if you're in the San Antonio area and you want ten bucks, uh, hit me up, slide in my DMs, let me know. I'll send you the address. You come on over. I'll show you where it's at. You go ahead and empty that sucker out into a trash bag or two. You don't even have to put it back on. Just hand it right back to me and be on your way. But and don't get any of that sawdust in my driveway, please. Those poor kids. Anywho, we got any, uh, anything else going on in the shop, man? Um, not particularly at the moment. Just just a little bit of Etsy stuff and and the, uh, the flat. Oh, yeah, I got a couple more orders in, but for, for like larger larger projects i got another footlocker order yeah. and another uh almost kind of like a shadow box order but it's not a shadow box but um and then so it's a shadow box but not well there's a nothing shadow going box. in it it's just gonna be hollow and there's gonna be lights in it so you can see like the background is gonna be a specific color and there's gonna be led lights around it so it lights up and it glows from behind like and you can hmm. see through this see through the 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 cut out holes in the crest. Nice. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's a concept design that one of my friends came up with and wanted to know if I could give a stab, put a, you know, give, put a stab at it. So, but yeah, Josh, that's pretty much it. Yeah. That'd be cool to see. It seems like, uh, we're about the same in the shop far as like, you know, we have a couple projects trying to complete them. I'm actually holding off, uh, getting any new projects unless they're CNC or something quick. Just so I could finish the major project I have going on currently. But we do have a uh, question 
written in from a former host of the show, AJ from Crafted and NJ. Now, we were chatting about Instagram and stories because I've been having some issues uh, with my stories. We'll get into that after we answer this. But um, he wants to know, how do you get comfortable doing stories out in public? He says, for him, he don't want to look like the idiot talking into the phone while he's walking down Home Depot or, you know, any kind of place he's doing stories. He wants to know how to get comfortable doing it. So I'm just going to toss it over to Nick and see what he thinks. And then uh, I'll share with you what I wrote back to him. Well, I take my, I mean, I obviously I don't care if I look like an idiot or not. I mean, look at you. I mean, look at me. (laughs) Have you seen this mustache? But no, when it comes to talking to my phone in public, I just take a page out of the old Pete's book from uh, uh, Petrie's workshop. He says, really, you just get used to it and kind of just walk around and talk, talk in front of whoever. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. In the end, as long as you're not bumping into people, it don't matter. But that being said, don't walk into a forklift tying and impale yourself. Make sure you have situational awareness when you're doing that, especially at the Home Depot. Basically what I told him, I said, the short answer is you got to stop caring. So people are coming to your page. They're coming to your stories because they like your personality. They like your work. If you're going to start doing stories out in the real world, you have to realize that, you know, it doesn't matter who's staring at you, who's looking at you, because you know what? Most people don't care. They're too wrapped up in what they're doing. And then the long answer I told them is you're going to get comfortable with it as you progress and do it. It's just one of those things where it's a comfort zone thing. Um, I don't know about you, but when I did my first story, I probably did like 13 takes trying to get it right. And finally said, screw it. And I posted it. And after that, it was like, hey, I rarely do takes unless like something happens, like my kid jumps in, needs something or whatever. Now it's like, if you're following me, it's a quirkiness, it's a stupidity, it's whatever you That's like sure. seeing. It's what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm in my shop, I'm having a good time, I'm there to share with you my section and my life and that's part of it that's the real human experience if you will well thanks for writing in aj uh it'd be great to meet you sometime i've heard your work is phenomenal it is and if you haven't checked out crafted nj go ahead and check out his page on instagram that's right but uh that that conversation kind of well led into something i had a question about is uh lately when i've been doing stories my stories don't post like they'll post one or two stories but like the three and four other iterations of it won't post i have to restart my phone to actually get them to load i know why that is what's up uh your shadow band on instagram so you have to think uh, so no i don't i don't know i'm i'm talking (laughs) out my rear end now yeah i don't know i I don't, it's been the last couple of times. And like, uh, I restarted my phone this afternoon and like the stories I've been trying to post for like since yesterday, just they showed up. So, I mean, it's kind of frustrating. If anyone out there knows a fix or knows what I'm talking about, go ahead and DM me because, uh, I'm really, uh, getting frustrated. Stories are something I feel are important for Instagram. I know it's not like the hot topic. I think lives are the new, the huge thing on them on Instagram. But, uh, for me, it's, I'm able to show you guys a lot more, you know, a lot of my posts are finished projects or maybe, you know, something I'm working on, but, uh, you know, stories I could really dive into, you know, what's going on in the shop and my life and all that. So. Hey, so is it, they don't populate on your Instagram or they don't populate on your phone's current Instagram because it might show up on mine, you know? 
like that you I I don't my wife has checked and uh it doesn't post it shows that like it's trying to post and I get the little like you know cursor trying to load but it's just it's like stuck constipated right yeah you know uh we're going on a wrong shoot here fellas mm -hmm. what you thought was a fart (laughs) well here uh, I sit all broken hearted tried to post but only farted (laughs) pretty much uh but yeah, it's been frustrating because like, you know, I'm trying to get back and, you know, followers and trying to up my page a little bit. Um, I took a short, well, pretty lengthy break there for a while, but, you know, I'm ready to get back at it. And uh, it's hard to do when you do, can't do stories. So we look forward to your next stories because uh, I know I usually see your ugly mug come across my phone at least once a day. That's how I keep you. Uh, you keep you interested, man. <laughs> oh, man. So, hey, um question for you that drum sander you got how much was mm-hmm. it and what kind is it and should i buy it used or should i look at the new ones and why okay so that is a long answer um so i bought mine used because the new ones are pretty pricey and pretty large um so i went and i looked at your favorite place uh, marketplace you don't usually find a sander on there or at least a drum sander for less than 300 and uh, I did. I think that was around 300 bucks. And it came from a woodworker that was basically selling their stuff because they wanted more room in their garage for their wife's car. It worked perfectly. It's a Ryobi. Um, I can't remember. It's a Ryobi drum sander? Yes, it is. I didn't even know they made those. Yes, sir. Um, actually, if I could, as we're talking, I'll scroll back and see if I could find the post because I'm pretty sure I did a post or something about it. But uh yeah, it's made a huge difference in the shop for me. Um, it has saved me a lot of sanding. Um, you can do a little leveling with it. Um, it it definitely is. It's worth having in the shop, especially if you have uh, You're worth um, having in the, the space shop. for it. I am. You should probably get me in there sometime. But uh, yeah, it it's definitely. It's, you should get one. You Plain and simple. So uh, the reason I'm asking now is because now everybody I know has one, and I don't. And <laughs> I see the the end. Does that bother you? The end. No, well, not not the fact that it, it's like everybody has one and I don't. I don't need the peer pressure because there's a lot of things that people have that I don't that I don't care about. But the end product of sending a plank through a drum sander is just yeah. It's so consistently even all around the mm-hmm. board, um, especially when you're talking about finishing. And we all know I like to finish. So you don't finish very often, but when you do, it's somewhat okay. Yeah, um, that's up to my wife. Anyway, so um, I've seen some drum sanders on the marketplace, and honestly, mm-hmm. I, I sent Nap from Nap's Naughty Works a picture of a drum sander from from like a town an hour away from here, and he ended mm-hmm. up going to the dude. He got a killer deal on a drum sander and a joiner, like a jet. They're both jet, I think. Um, don't quote me on the on the the brand of the drum sander, but I do know that the joiner was a nice jet joiner, uh, and he got a killer deal on him. So, yeah, it's I would buy used, just so you know what you're dealing with. I love my drum sander. Uh, it's the same one that Peter from Petrie Workshop has. Same one that Crafted and NJ has, um, and I just so happened to find one myself. And for the price point that I got it for, I, I just could not beat it. Um, it was definitely like 300 or less. 
And um, it's just, it is a bigger piece of machinery. So if you don't have room in your shop, it sucks. But I mean, like, you don't absolutely need one. But if you can fit it. You don't absolutely need one. It'd be easier to mass produce things with one. I would think it is not say mass like, I mean, produce, but producing. I know what you mean. Yeah. Like cutting boards and stuff like that. It, it's game changing, especially for end grain. And, uh, it, uh, what else I've used it for? Like when I need to do something for the glow forge and I need to make really thin stock after a resaw, if I have any kind of inconsistencies, I'll throw it in there and I'll, I'll go ahead and make it even thinner. Um, I get it pretty thin in there so I can go ahead and do the laser um it's just it's so i'm looking it, it at was worth the money i'm looking at nap story right now mm-hmm. um and it's a jet drum sander nice and it's it's killing the game killing it marketplace it man i just figured out it's a ryobi 16-32 i have no complaints about it like it's definitely worth having in the shop that's all i can say it's because like i i was very skeptical about getting one and when i finally got one i was like how did i not have this i I use it a lot more than I think I probably should, but I, I use it a lot. Well, I might end up getting me one. Beat that war drum sander. What are you looking at getting? Uh, do you have uh, anything in mind, or are you just looking at getting one in the shop and just kind of going from getting there? one in the shop? And I'm, I got to make room for it. It's one of those things that I don't have a problem with, like dealing with the issue of making room. A lot of times, it's a pain in the butt to be like, "Man, I got to do all mm-hmm. this just to put a new piece of equipment in here," but. This is going to make my life so much easier. So it's what I'm going to have to do. Well, I mean, like you also have a bigger garage now. Like when I got mine, it went onto my match fit system bench that I made. I, it, I made this bench. It was like a month after I made it and it went right on top of it. And it was pretty much where it lived because like I had no other place for it. Unless I was going to build an, another cart, which so it, I just could not fit. If I can find one that I can pull off the, like the mount for it i'll put it on my outfit mm-hmm. table on the bottom left somewhere so it's it's kind of out of the way but it still works yeah uh it definitely that might work just make sure you can get some dust collection to it because nah, uh, you don't need dust collection you, with do, drum sander. you don't want not to have dust you start shooting dust everywhere oh yeah like the first time i use it i'm like oh there's a dust port okay well whatever you know <laughs> looks like a cloud Dude, I, but, I did uh, that with my joiner. I got the DeWalt 735. I was out. Yeah. I remember the first time I used that, I shoved a piece of uh two by four into it and it like, I didn't put any dust collection on it. And my, the extraction port was facing the neighbor's driveway and it started snowing, <laughs> snowing pine particles everywhere, all over their cars. <laughs> Especially they loved you. Now, question about that for your dust collection for your joiner. Do you use like, a bag just to collect it to use an active dust collection on it or i mean like i've seen both and i'm Talking just curious my if... joiner or my planer oh sorry your planer uh my planer i have a dedicated hose um that goes to it that collects to the the dust collector and it okay. sucks up all the chips and everything into the bag i recently like i there's no problem with me connecting my hose to my planer it really isn't but i was just I've seen a lot of people using, I would say, a passive dust collection for that. Basically, a bag hooked to it. Yeah, and it no. works pretty good. I, I, you know, I gotta say though, have you looked up hose on like Woodcraft or Rockler? They're like forty or fifty bucks for ten foot of hose. Yeah, uh, hose are expensive. Hoses are expensive. 
Oh, it is some some like wire with like plastic around it. Well, I mean, technically, like Rockler's Blue Hose and some of I think the white one out there on Amazon. I don't know what brand it's from. Maybe PowerTech. Um, they're anti-puncture, so you can't puncture them really. Why would I want to puncture these hoes? Well, they're I think for wood chips and stuff like that, anything big that you might <laughs> want to pick up, you just you want to be safe. You you don't want to have a yeah, random you puncture. Want to be and safe then- when you're dealing with hoes. No, honestly though, I'm gonna buy the new or that Rockler set that has like the handle and stuff like that. So easy on easy. Yeah. Uh, I love way, that set, man. The clamp is just a pain in the rear when you're trying to get a hose on and off. So the clamp, you know, the clamps that go around the end of the hose. When you, oh yeah, uh, yeah. So like it attaches to my joiner. I just leave it attached to my joiner or my planer. Excuse me. So I actually I've been lazy with my joiner. I actually disconnected uh, the adapter head on there and opened it up. Because when I'm joining stuff, it's just much easier for let it dumping on the ground. It doesn't create the fine dust, or it probably does. I just don't see it. But as a lot of the other stuff does, is wood chips. So when it gets done, I just clean it up real quick. Yeah, and I do the same thing. I used to have it hooked up too, but it was such a pain in the rear. And it gets uh, actually, I've noticed I probably don't have enough CFM to keep it clean, uh, so it gets backed up in there and it starts spewing out the top anyway. So it's just it's one of those things where it's worthwhile to just let it do its thing and. You know, clean up after it. That's right. Those dirty hose. <laughs> yep. Um, I will say, though, with a Rockler system, I am fairly impressed. Uh, it was my plan from the beginning to get that. It actually got the whole system before my dust collection came in. I I do like it because, like, I'm easily able to connect to pretty much anything in the shop fairly quickly. Um it is a kind of pain because you do have to get adapters for certain things, but uh, there's ways of like 3D printing adapters where you don't have to buy, you know, an actual adapter for something and stuff like that. And that comes in handy, but um, it definitely changed the game within the shop itself. The only thing I would like to do to kind of further progress with it is having something where I can lift this, uh, the hose off the ground and hang it. Because I will say that uh, I've almost <laughs> biffed it a couple times in the shop with having it just laying on the ground attached to a tool. Remember uh, Ducky's Mesquite yeah. down here? Um, the uh, gentleman is selling a – well, he posted on the workers mm-hmm. page that there is a large uh, dust collector for sale. What do you mean by large? Uh, his name's Mr. Donald, Star- Mr. Donald yeah. Starnes, right? Two horsepower grizzly. This thing stands like six to eight feet tall. It's a uh, it's a nice. big old boy, and I don't know. I have to call. He's selling it for. Or he listed it for another person that he knows. It was from mm-hmm. an estate sale, but this thing is huge. I'm gonna give it a look see, because if I get that, then I won't ever have to worry about. I won't have to worry about emptying my my bin ever again because the bin's big enough where you can turn it over inside the trash bag. And well, the neighborhood it. kids, man, they need a job too. Yeah, but mine's right now, mine's that bag that you have to unzip and then like fumble around I got, with. I got the plastic one that hangs and I got a little uh, primary collection first. So, I mean, like I got... Do you empty the bag or do you replace the bag? I empty it. So wh- what's so special about that Nothing. bag? Nothing, it's just a uh, heavy-duty plastic. It, um, I think people replace it so they don't have to worry about emptying it. But the way that I have set up my dust collection is I have a 30, maybe it's a 16, 
It's either a 16 or a 33. I know there's a big difference between that, but I just can't remember the size of it. But a container that collects um, all the primary big particles of dust, and then it goes into the actual dust collection itself and the filter and then the bag. Yeah, it's the chip yeah. separator. Um, you can actually get the Cyclone thing from Rockler, and it's – I think the whole kit cost me like 40 50 bucks between the uh, the container and the top piece and all that. But And then the leftover is usually just the really fine particulates inside the uh, bag. Or when I get lazy and I don't empty the primary, it gets sucked up. But uh, it never gets too full. I would say maybe a quarter full before I usually – know it's full enough for me to take it out unless i find one like the, the one that's being sold if this is 110 then i'm gonna take shoot my shot if it's 220 i'm not because i'm still dealing with the electric electric yeah the company the electricians that are uh, in charge of this mm-hmm. house i guess you could say they're the the builders and they weren't sending any commercial um people out unless it was a repair really so yeah i was told by my my management my leader or my property management that if I wanted to put outlets in that's fine but I had to go through who the uh, the warranted company was like the company that mm-hmm. warranted the work so they were just saying like no we're not we're not doing any any odd jobs right now we're all doing just residential installs like large mm-hmm. new builds and uh, repairs on stuff that we've we've jacked up hmm. that's that's kind of sucky. I should be like, hey, I don't know what's going on, but all these wires are hanging out. You show up and be like, hey, and since I, you're here. I just run all this like 220 volt or 230 volt wire. Like, I don't know what's going on, guys. You guys didn't hook something up hey, right. That work. And I have the box and everything. <laughs> just just on the side. It's not really even attached. It's just kind of like hanging over a tool. It's yeah. a conduit. You can tell clearly that it's been. Uh, Especially, yeah, because your plan was when you moved in there is to add a whole bunch of uh, circuitry in there, wasn't it? Yeah, but these fools have thwarted my plan. I'm almost, what, six months in of a two-year lease at that. So will it be worth it now to go ahead and and wait for that? You know, like, who knows when they're going to be ready to do this? Like, it could be like next year. And then I'm paying all this money to have them do it for me to only be here less than a year. So it's, I've been getting by with my two-gallon air compressor. I have my 60-gallon air compressor sitting silent in the corner. Just taking up space because of mm. these fools. When's the last time you ran that sixty gallon? I know it's been a minute. Two thousand and fourteen. You're gonna need to do some maintenance it's on been that. Been a while. Why is that? It's been covered with with Saran wrap. The motor. Yeah, has. but it's oil, right? The oil has been sitting stagnant. Do you need to change out the oil? I then? would imagine. I thought you only needed to change it if it was so. Like if it's tipped over, like tipped on its side, the mm-hmm. oil will leak out. And I also know that every now and then you have to change the oil after running it for so long, but I don't think the oil goes bad. I don't know. Bad, I've it? never heard of one sitting silent that long and someone plugging in running just fine. I I honestly, to be safe, would change the oil just, just to see what's inside that thing. Put some 10W30 in there, see what happens. <laughs> Good to go. No worries. <laughs> Going back to your tool purchases coming up. Um, if it is 110, definitely be a nice upgrade. Uh, for the shop. What about the drum sander? Is the drum sander going to come before the dust collection? Uh, well, the dust collection's needed bad. It's like a safety yeah. thing. So I'd get, the, I'd get the dust collection first. There's plenty of money to be made. I'd rather be alive while I'm making oh, it. Oh, you don't want to have one lug and, and breathing healthy. one lung and uh, coughing while you're trying to make stuff? 
Yeah, I don't want to get the, that emphysema from all that uh, sawdust inhalation. Yeah. On the non-woodworking side, <clears throat> I've been doing a lot of 3D printing. Fun stuff. Like uh, for my son, I did a uh, lightsaber that collapses. That way he we can mess around with that. Wait a minute. Did you make it in pieces? Uh, I made – so you have the hilt. And then a cap for the uh, the hilt. That way you can slide in the collapsible uh, blade and you can yeah. it shoots out and then folds back in. That's pretty cool. How long did that take? <laughs> um, the blade takes about four, four and a half hours and the hilt and the cap together, they probably take uh, seven, eight hours to do. But with this new printer, man, it worth it's it. worth it. 12 hours, I'm going to have me a lightsaber, and we're going to have a duel. Yeah, I nerded it up a little bit, and we got, uh, I printed a green blade for his, and the hilt is silver, and uh, I have a black hilt. And right now, I have a black blade, but I'll be getting red film in sometime soon, so I can do the blade up. Okay. But yeah, uh, there's also, we've been doing, I try to do this so other ears will not understand what I'm saying, dino bones. Um been doing those as well and we've been hiding them in discrete locations that way when the kids are digging they can go ahead and find them and that's been pretty cool to watch oh okay so you know there's a lot of cool things you can do with a printer doing it for kids and letting them kind of like discover these things is is pretty cool speaking of making stuff for yourself and your family right let me go ahead and preface this by saying solicitors in my neighborhood, all just need to go away. I hate them. I wish they would just cease to Why don't exist. you do one of those signs where it's like bullet? Uh, That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I made you one. Did. Or at least I built it in I built it on uh, in my cab, mm-hmm. right? I'm yet to cut it because I have to marry some wood together to do it. But it says, says, no trespassing, no solicitors, F around and find out. But it doesn't say F. I hate, I hate, hate, hate these people that come around and they like in the middle of the day or the middle of the, like even at about nine o'clock at night, who comes around at nine o'clock at night trying to sell me a a darn vacuum cleaner? Are you still on about that? (laughs) Kirby, Kirby, and you better believe I'm tagging you in this on our show notes because I freaking hate you. So no, I'm serious, man. They're they're driving me to my. Have you ever end. seen the signs that say like uh, no solicitors, you know, not no salesman, whatever? Are you going to be added to um, added to the board? And below the board, the hit list. No, below the board, there's a line with shell cases, and there's one more spot left. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, saw that's that. where I thought you were going to go with. You're going to help me. You're going to be added to help help my new. Yeah, time. something like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I saw that. It, after I don't know, I don't know how you. So if you, if you sold stuff door to door, I know it's it's hard to mm-hmm. do. Okay, I've seen the same people over and over again too, man. It's like, what again? You, trying to. It's their job, man. They're trying to make money too. Uh, I, I get it on both sides. I get they're trying to make a dime. Call me on the phone. Yeah, but how well does that work? You're gonna hang up on it before they even say it. I know I'm gonna sl- I'm gonna slam my door in your face too. And you're, would you rather be 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 like dis? You know, would you rather me be mean to you in person or on the phone? Your choice. Well, you, you know, believe it or not, it's probably harder for people to do that in person. So I mean, they might make more money. What sell stuff? In no, person? it's probably harder for people to be mean in person. I mean, 
we're a different make. I mean, like we've had to be mean in person before because of our jobs, but um, there are a good majority of people out there that are very, they don't want any kind of um, problems. So they, they'll, they'll Let me listen. Tell you something. Let me tell you something. I need a door to door salesman to come around for Rockler. Okay. Yeah, it would be sweet. I need, I need a woodcraft rep to go door to door and try and sell me a drum sandwich. Sell you some wood. <laughs> At some outrageous hey man, APR on I, the I have some wood for you. It's exotic. It's ready to go. Come on. It's straight. You know, y- you want to get sales, Rockler, Woodcraft, Menards, I don't care, Home Depot even. Start carrying a truckload of stuff around, asking people if they need hardware or, or tools and stuff. I'll buy. I know Snap-on does that, but he only does it to like – auto body yeah, shops yeah they, they i see the trucks going around here and there but but check it out if if they do that right they can carry hardwoods around and sell them mm-hmm. you know by linear or board foot on the road like that we can call it the wood chuck or the wood truck you know how many chucks can a wood truck chuck or wood truck truck wood truck, if a wood truck, truck. could chuck wood <laughs> it'd be a truck that would be pretty cool, though. I, I'm not gonna lie; like, you be sitting there, like, "Oh, I want to make you know a cutting board, but I don't have zebra wood because I want to use zebra wood." And you see the woodcraft truck just pull around, and be like, "Hey, man, I got some wood for you." I'm gonna go a step further. Oh God! All right, they need to play the Ice Cream Man song. No, it needs to be a different song. So we it should know. be the Sawdust Nation intro song. Then you know you're gonna go there get some go. wood. So we know. We know you like we're out there lined up on this block, all the all the dads, right, with their new balances on. And we've got our <laughs> we got our tape measures in our hands and our some cash in the other hand lined up on the side of the road. That would be an awesome so commercial can- for our show. You know what I'm saying? Like in conjunction with like Woodcraft, half of the Woodcraft truck run by and you see dads running out of the house with the tape measure and cash. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Yep. Dreams could be made there. Dreams could be made. If anybody, any one of our listeners happens to listen and be listening to this podcast and they work for Rockler or Woodcraft, uh, my name is Nick from NPG Creations. This is Josh from North Country Woodworking. Hit us up at sawdustnationpodcast at gmail.com. We want to work with you so <laughs> We want to sell your wood. This project. <laughs> we want to sell your wood, right? But uh, anyway, we're going to, we want to push your wood. <laughs> Push it good. Okay, anywho. Push it real but, good. But uh, I think that's it, man. Um, I got nothing else going in the shop. We have no other questions. Um, we're going to start pushing for more questions, uh, you know, this coming week, obviously. And we will be getting a special guest lined up as well. But, you know, coming off of vacation, you're coming off of a busy couple of weeks. We're going to get better at doing that. So uh, you want to go ahead with sponsors and then we'll start our outros? Yeah, uh, so I'm going to skip Rusty's this time. Oh, man, they're Cha-cha. one of our better sponsors, I'm telling you. Cha-chow. But, hey, check out Total Boat for your epoxy and varnish needs. They not only have the epoxy and varnish, but they have wood filler and pigments for that epoxy. Say that three times fast. Pigments so they can fill epoxy. any kind of crack you have in your wood. That's right. With a slow hardener or a fast hardener, you name it, they got it. And they get that deep pour going. So check it out at www.totalboat.com or hit them up on Instagram at Total Boat. And last but not least, we want to thank 
JTEC Photonics, Tonics, 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 for their support. They are a diode laser company located right here in Texas. Lasers made in America, baby. If you need one of those diode lasers, hit them up. Jay has amazing customer service. Give him a phone call. Check out their website, www.jtechphotonics.com. And tell them Nick sent you. That's it for sponsors. It, oh, wait, wait. Nope. The most important. Yeah, I was about to say, you better not forget. Sponsors. Let me say, you guys are our most important sponsors. With our Patreon account, everybody that has been donating, you are making it happen, Captain. Let me tell you, we get... All these prizes lined up uh, helps us with the shipping, helps us with podcast fees. You're keeping us, keeping our head above water. We love you. Thank you so much. And uh, I'm going to turn it over to Josh. He's going to tell you how you can get a hold of us. If you'd like to get a hold of us, you can go ahead and reach us on our Instagram pages. And that is MPG Creations. And that would be reaching Nick or myself at North Country Woodworking. And that would be myself, Josh. And if you want to reach both of us and you don't know who you're talking to, you can go ahead and reach us on the Sawdust Nation podcast page on Instagram. And then if you want to go ahead and write us an email, show us the project you're working on, do a voice clip for the episode, you can go ahead and email us at sawdustnationpodcast at gmail.com. And with that, I want to remind you, all you Apple podcast listeners, please do us a favor, write a review. Do a five-star review. Um, we kid around about my cat finding you, but it's not a joke. She will find you. Um, she's kind of creepy. She's staring at me right now. So, uh, yeah, go ahead. Rate us five stars or she will find you. Meow. Meow. Yeah. To you, Nick. How's the weather? Uh, the weather is raining right now, but uh, I just want to let everybody know that it's always a pleasure doing this podcast, and uh, I really look forward to it every week when I get a chance to talk about What's going on in the shop? What's going on in Josh's shop? And we love hearing your questions. I know Josh over here is crying. Uh, that being said, I want you to take care of yourselves and each other. And until next time, uh, NPG Creations out. Is that a thing now? No. Nope. No, it's, I just came up with it. <laughs> Anywho, he's right. You know what? It, it's awesome to be part of a community where we can sit here and talk wood and uh, what's happening in the shops and answer questions. So, Huge thank you to all you guys out there, especially our Patreons. And with that, hopefully you can get in the shop. You can listen to us in the car or wherever you're trying to listen to us. We thank you for listening. Hopefully you get out there. You make some sawdust and sawdust nation out. Hey, hey Josh. Before you end this, I, I just wanted to – I just realized something actually. You know how you say you want them to give us five stars on the Apple review and if they don't, uh, you're <laughs> come and chase mm-hmm. them? I just realized that well, I, we should have a bunch of four and three star reviews because – or if you if you told me that, hey, all you have to do is click three stars and the next thing you know, you're having – what? Oh, yeah, that that definitely be your line of thinking. <laughs>